Hello Sharks, I am Jonathan Little coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm in the middle of the U.S. Poker Open. It's going uh, pretty poorly. I think I'm about 0 for 7 in tournaments. That said, I did take 19th place the other day when 15 got in the money. That very easily could have gone differently. I ran kings into aces late in a tournament the other day. That could have gone differently. But that's okay. Such is life. I know what I signed up for. Today, we are going to be looking at a hand played between Bill Perkins and Landon Tice. They are playing a 200-400 long, grindy, heads-up match where Landon is spotting Bill nine big blinds per 100, which basically says, Bill, I think you're so bad that I can give you a gigantic gift of a ton of cash and I'll still beat you. Well, let's see if that'll happen today. Bill Perkins, for those who do not know, is a high-stakes poker player with over $5 million in tournament caches. Also, he's a hedge fund manager, a businessman, a film producer, an author. He has a book called Die With Zero. It is great. Check it out. His opponent is Landon Tice, a 22-year-old kid who primarily plays cash games living in Las Vegas, who went from the micro-stakes to the high-stakes very, 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 very quickly. And uh, let's take a look at this interesting hand that these two players recently played. Bill Perkins raises it up with pocket jacks. Fine and good. Landon elects to 3-bet, and Bill decides to put in the 4-bet. They are playing about 100 big blinds deep, so I think this is fine and reasonable. I think a lot of people in this scenario in heads-up games get a little bit too cautious and just don't push their edge, but Jax is a really good hand, and you should be happy enough getting your money in. I'm not exactly sure of the dynamics between these two players. Like, if Landon is just blasting it, then obviously you want to give him the chance to blast it so you can confidently get all in with the pocket jacks but um if landon is on the very tight side maybe you just want to call but i would pretty much always three bet this i actually have a free pdf for you to download at pokercoaching.com slash cash tips that lists a bunch of tips to help you crush cash games and while i realize these heads up games are quite different than most of the cash games you were playing it's always very important to consider your opponent's tendencies and let's say you are playing in a one three no limit game where you raise in a really tight straight forward player three bets you probably don't want to be four betting the jacks but if your opponent's insane and just going to pop it in there no problem then you know clearly four betting is fantastic anyway landon does call this sizing is worth noting it goes 960 so 2.5 big blinds pre-flop landon three bets to about 4x which is pretty standard and Bill goes 10,000, 2.5x, 2.4x. I think this is fine. Um, he may want to go a little bit bigger if he thinks Landon's going to call equally wide with all of his non-premium three bets. And it is important to realize that when you are three betting from out of position heads up, you are going to have some non-premium hands, like some ace-x suited, some hands like um, queen-10 suited, jack-10 suited, king-10 suited, king-jack suited, stuff like that. So those hands are going to be pretty inclined to call, given the amazing pot odds. Anyway, he calls. We see the flop. King, 10, 7. Land and checks. This is a spot where Bill should either just check it behind or bet small, I think. He can probably get away with betting small in general. Uh, he has the best hand most of the time, unless Landon has a king, of course, or the random few sets that are available. It is always tough when you bet and get raised, and you should get raised some portion of the time. Again, this is where it's important to know the dynamic that you have with your opponent. If Landon is check-raising a lot, then maybe you want to be a little bit more cautious when it comes to betting. If Landon will only check-raise with a king, if he's super weak and tight and passive and straightforward, then you should definitely bet. You see, I'm not really talking about Landon in this hand. I'm more so talking about what you do against all sorts of player types because that is vitally important. Now, of course, if you're just trying to play against a GTO opponent, 
see what the GTO program recommends and just do that. Life's easy. But usually we're playing against real humans and against real humans, you want to make sure you are trying to figure out if they err on the cautious side or the overly aggressive side and then adjust accordingly. Bill does let it go check check though, though which I think is fine. Turns of three, and you got to realize, whenever you do let it go check check, you're going to be stuck in a guessing game whenever your opponent decides to bet. Because in this scenario, when Landon does bet the turn, and especially when he bets the turn and the river, you have a bluff catcher. And it's always tough to be in this spot with a bluff catcher if you don't know what your opponent's going to do. But again, if your parent, opponent's going to err on the side of over-bluffing, bluffing too aggressively, you just have an easy call down. If they're going to be on the cautious side, perhaps you call the turn and then fold the river, right? Let's take a look at this hand and see what happens. Landon does go for a tiny bet on the turn, which you could certainly be doing with all sorts of draws, all sorts of even middle pair type hands like a 10 that are probably good or sometimes good when it does go check, check. Because when it does go check, check, sometimes Bill's just going to have ace, queen, or ace, jack, or pocket nines or pocket eights that a hand like ace, 10 beats, right? So typically when your opponent goes smaller and smaller, they're going to have a wider and wider range of value hands. And as that range expands, pocket jacks becomes better and better. This would be a little bit different if Landon bet big on the turn, like say 12,000 or so, because if he bets 12,000 in the 20,000 pot, he's starting to become a little bit more polarized, meaning he either has a king or a better hand or a draw. Here, I do think he could conceivably have worse hands. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I don't know what's actually happening in reality because I have not thoroughly studied Landon's tendencies. If you're going to play a long heads-up match where you could win or lose a million dollars, make sure you study your opponent's tendencies. Bill does call. Rivers of two of hearts. Landon does shove now for about pot. Nasty spot here. There are three hearts on the board. It does backdoor hearts. That's not all that relevant. It is relevant, but not all that relevant. I want you to take a second. Put yourself in Bill's shoes against what, who, a player who I'm going to consider is a good, loose, aggressive kid. He's clearly studied GTO. What do you do with the pocket jacks? Take a second. Think about it. Pause the video and write in the comment section below what you would do. Would you find a fold or would you make the hero call? Go ahead, write it below. All right. Hope you went through this interactive learning process. If you did, do me a favor and click the like and subscribe button. I would appreciate that. Also, make sure you click the notification bell so that you are aware of all the content we are producing here at youtube.com slash poker coaching for you. I don't do this for myself. I do it because you all enjoy it. And I'm happy to spend a little bit of my time to help all of you enjoy your day and enjoy your poker a little bit more. All right. So make sure you click the like, subscribe, and notification bell. This is a nasty spot. I think normally in this scenario, you don't really want to have a queen or a jack because a queen and a jack block the very logical bluffs. Very logical bluffs here are going to be queen, jack, queen nine and jack nine right also perhaps nine eight those don't three bet all that often pre-flop though right so i think you really don't want to have a jack right you do however i think want to have a heart because when you have a heart you block some flushes some backdoor flushes that said the heart that's most relevant is going to be the ace of hearts or probably the queen of hearts or the king of hearts if you have the king of hearts obviously you're going to call here um so Bill's jack of hearts is good for him, but at the same time, both jacks are actually kind of bad because you block queen jack, jack nine, maybe even jack eight suited for all I know, right? So that's not good. This is a scenario where, at the end of the day, if you think your opponent likes to overbluff, 
you should just call and not worry about it. And you're going to be shown that you have the winner, I don't know, 35% of the time, 40% of the time, something like that. And that's good enough because you have to realize pot odds exist. In this scenario, Bill needs to have the best hand 33% of the time. If you, if you know your opponent's range, which very rarely you will, but if you do know your opponent's range and you know you win 35% of the time when you only need to win 33% of the time, you have a slam dunk, no-brainer, easy call because at the end of the day, you're going to print money. However, if you have the best hand only, let's say, 30% of the time or 20% of the time or uh, sometimes in live poker against weak type players 0% of the time, then you have a no-brainer fold. That said, in this scenario, usually I think you're going to be pretty indifferent. I would probably just find the call in this scenario because especially early in a long grindy heads up match which um bill and landon are playing you do really want to do your best to get a handle on what your opponent is doing and if your opponent shows up with just a really logical value hand like a set of sevens or a set of tens or king ten suited or like king queen even for value which i think is very reasonable or a backdoor flush you don't really learn a lot but if he does ever show up with just a ridiculous air ball like um maybe a queen nine offsuit three bet which would be a little bit too loose or if he shows up with like eight six of diamonds that just decides to blast off if he shows up with these types of hands you actually learn a ton and that will allow you to adjust and call substantially wider until your opponent adjusts so early in a match i'm usually pretty call happy i realize it is for your full stack but that is okay such is life when you do see one of the absurd bluffs you learn a lot but if you call in this scenario i don't know four five six eight times in a row and you are shown the nuts the nuts the nuts the nuts the nuts well, then clearly you've learned that you should probably adjust at least until it becomes very clear that your opponent is playing absurdly on the river and you should start overfolding hands like this in general. Bill does find the call, which I like. I think it's fine. And he's shown the king 10, which, you know, really is a perfectly fine played hand by Landon. Fine hand to three bet preflop. Fine hand to check the flop out of position. Fine hand to bet small on the turn because your opponent's drawing thin or dead. Fine hand to pot the river we don't learn anything that's a bummer besides we have one tally in the value bet mark in the value bet column for next time we decide to find a hero call and if we do find that it is 75 percent value bets 80 percent value bets in this scenario then bill should start making nitty folds in these spots but until then i would probably just keep calling in this scenario and hope we're not torching too much money <laughs> that's me for today hope you enjoyed this episode of weekly poker hand again if you did do me a quick favor and click the like and subscribe button below. Also the notification bell. And also check out my training site, pokercoaching.com. We have loads of free content there and also very in-depth courses to teach you everything you need to know about every aspect of No Limit Hold'em. So check it out at pokercoaching.com. Good luck in your games. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you next time. How would you like to have one of these? Championship bracelets from winning a major poker tournament. Well, here, I have plenty. I'll give you one of these. Oh. Couldn't quite get it to you. Instead, you're going to have to win your own. To get started, click the subscribe button.